0: <laughs> Intelligent, conservative, The answer.
1: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5 foot two
0: and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is.
1: Andrea Kay. I so one
2: that you looking for hump day. Yes, indeed, it's home day. How are we getting over the hump tonight? Just enjoying ourselves, laughing at little Liz Lincoln Cheney.
3: Uh, fighting Meadows, you are clear to land.
2: Yep. Oh. What what is a what would Liz Cheney's call sign be? Crash and burn. <laughs> is that liz cheney's pronouns crash and burn <laughs> we're just having a great time here tonight glad you guys are with us 888-344-1170 little liz lincoln cheney says she's going to run for president in 2024 last hour joel gilbert oh through. please run i know i want to see her run and joel gilbert gilbert said that michelle obama's going to run in 2024. Yeah, i know we
3: talked about trump versus cheney in debate how about obama Versus Cheney. I Michelle
2: think. Obama. Uh, Trump against both of them, ha- ladies. Alleged ladies. Joining me now, uh, 888-344-1170. The question is, do you guys think she could give... Are you guys worried? Do you think she's the one, the, the, the dark horse, that could take down Donald J. Trump? 888-344-1170. Joining us now, as he does every Wednesday night in the News You Can Use segment, is call sign fighting Meadows. Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor.
4: A.K. Dynamite, how
2: are you doing? I'm good, my dear. I think Um, Elhoff needs to run. Yeah, yeah, Elhoff. Elhoff, are are you... Your thoughts about Liz Cheney. You got any comments about little Liz Lincoln Cheney?
4: I have no comments about her other than that she doesn't have a clue of what's really going on.
2: Well, no, she doesn't have a clue. And she's she's so clueless, she actually thinks she's got a chance of winning the presidency in 2024. <laughs> Imagine Donald Trump in a debate against Liz Cheney. There I is. mean, there won't be anything left but her glasses on the floor spinning, okay?
4: It, be. it would not be.
2: No, she's not pretty, and it wouldn't be pretty afterwards. All right, let's let's talk money, honey, because uh, because um, POTUS, if you actually think of him as being president, Joe Biden, actually signed the inflation—you call it the inflation multiplication act—I can't say the word, so I call it the inflation and tax expansion act. He signed it into law, and. Um, it, it It's funny. Well, not really funny. Uh, fighting Meadows. But after Joe Manchin decided to cave, not cave, but actually, and he didn't cave because Joe Manchin has been indicating from the beginning that he that he was a far lefty. He was happy to go all in and the build back broker. He just didn't want it to be quite as big as is as, as Biden initially wanted it. So then after he agrees to this deal, he goes around the country actually saying that this is going to be the answer to America's pain right now, that this is going to, you know, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, he says, because it's going to reduce inflation. Well, Elhoff, I want you to listen to what he had to say today about whether or not this dog of a bill is actually going to reduce inflation. Skins, please play clip seven. Is it misleading to call this the Inflation Production Act for Americans when it's not going to make their grocery bill cheaper? It's not going to make everyday goods cheaper for them. Why
4: would it? Why would it? Well, immediately it's not. But I mean, we never seen anything happen immediately like today. It's turned the switch on and off.
2: OK, so now suddenly it, it's not going to actually reduce any b- inflation, Elhoff.
4: Isn't it amazing how they tell the truth after the fact?
2: Yeah, after the bill signed. Yeah, it was.
4: Nobody Nobody can persecute them for lying in the first place.
2: Right. You know, now Now it's like now they've got to set proper expectations. Well, we never said that it was going to actually reduce inflation. He said in another. Not right away. Not right away. It may take three years. Well, <laughs> Anything can cause inflation to go down over three years, like a, a, like a Republican president, like Trump getting back into office in, in uh, 2024. That really would go a long way in reducing inflation. But they think we're stupid, Elhoff.
4: Yeah, I know. They do. They can't think, they think of their own. And they believe this is it, that we know better than you do. How that work for you?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, they they, uh, they treat us like we're stupid. They, they're they acting like we're peasants. Um, they clearly don't care. Uh, obviously, they don't, because if they really wanted to reduce inflation, we wouldn't be having inflation in the first place, because the cause of the inflation, as you've said many times, is many things, but it, 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 it it's in large part due to printing money. This bill includes printing a whole lot of money, and the more you print money... The more you devalue that money because it takes more of it in order to buy any kind of goods or service. Of course, um, it's the reason why he's now saying it's going to take years for inflation to go down El Hoff is because um, it well, we got to make these investments in solar. We've got to make these investments in green energy. Meanwhile, I don't know if you heard the news today, Elhoff, but in San Diego County, listen up, San Diegans, we're now on flex alerts. We're going to start having rolling blackouts. They're telling you, you can't, you know, run the dishwasher. You can't, you know, flick on a light switch or, you know, run, you know, I guess, you know, have a have a nightlight on for your kid. But yet they're telling at the same time they're telling us to go buy a bunch of electric vehicles. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, my God. Does that make sense? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. This rolling blackout stuff and not being able to run this or that, it's control. Mm, mm -hmm. I'm starting to believe more and more they're trying to control the masses. And if they can get them following along, then they'll keep following along.
2: Right. It's yeah. If you're if this is just like the masks and the distancing, right? You know, if you're willing, if you're willing to wear a mask, then they're able to control you. If you're willing to go, yeah, you know what? I'm on board with, you know, not being able to run my, uh, you know, my my dishwasher between four and nine p.m. When are you running the dishwasher? Then people working during the day, then they come home at night. They can't run the dishwasher. Who's home during the dishes during the day? You know, you know, who's who's doing the laundry during the day when you're at work? I mean, these people must all have maids, right? The average person, what are they supposed to do? Get up and set their alarm for 2 o'clock in the middle of the night and do laundry?
4: That's, it's insane. That's what they'd like you to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And, I don't and know. You know. It does nothing. No. This, this, this climate alarm or stuff does nothing or anything.
2: No. Well, here's it, it's people scare. Here's a little bit of good news, though. I did see today that in they're worried about these midterms. And one of the things that they did do, I didn't have a chance to send this to you in advance, you might have already heard it, is that Biden did sign um, on new uh, drilling leases. So they are actually going to be increasing production, and I think that's because of the pushback that they're getting. The reality of this Inflation and Tax Expansion Act, uh, they're they're trying to lie to the American people, and the truth is coming out. Jamie Raskin, who is the head of this January 6th commission, was asked by a reporter, exactly how does this Inflation Reduction Act reduce inflation? And he literally said to the reporter, next question. (laughs) <laughs> one of the things would you that would like to be able to do that yeah yeah i mean you know these people these people are employees of the taxpayer and they you know and they push they, a bill that's going to cost billions of dollars of the taxpayers under the guise that it's going to reduce inflation and then when asked exactly how it's going to reduce the inflation they just don't even answer the question but let's talk about the tax. Let's talk about the tax implications. I'm having a little trouble with your phone, Elhoff, So maybe you can get to a better, better area.
4: All right, I'm here. You okay,
2: me? yeah, okay, that's better. Okay, so um, the the biggest thing that they don't want to talk about as well is that this is not only going to not reduce inflation, it's going to increase taxes on the American people. They made a promise, Joe Biden did, that there would be no taxes on anybody making more than $400,000 a year. That is a lie. And Grover Norquist um was, uh on, um I, I'm not sure where this was from, but gro- everybody knows who Grover Norquist is, right? Well, he had this to say. Uh, when asked about the $400,000 in the new taxes, skins, please play clip six. Let's bring in Grover Norquist, president of Americans for tax reform. Mm-hmm. Sir, let's kick off with the details surrounding the $80 billion for the IRS. The White House insists none of this new funding is going to be used to amp up audits on the lower and middle classes. Let's pull this up. This is from a House GOP audit. They find 60% of new audits will target people who make less than 75k, about 710,000 more individual audits on people who make under 75,000 and 236,000 more audits on people making between 75 and 200. So where does the truth bottom out amidst these warring claims?
5: Well, the I- yeah. the IRS has long said that they expected that small businesses and independent contractors were their target. They want 1.2 million more audits uh, done here. Well, there are only 700 billionaires and 500 members of the Fortune 500 large companies. Uh, that leaves an awful lot of space for 1.2 million audits. There aren't that many rich people. There aren't that many big corporations in America. They are targeting people that they keep telling us they think are with withhold- restaurants and barbershops and so on. That's their target. And we know this because that every single Democrat in the Senate voted against and to defeat a amendment which said this law will not allow any increase in audits on people making less than $400,000 a year. Biden's promise. Every single Democrat voted no. So we know exactly what they think this will do. Right. Elhoff. Yeah.
2: 60%
5: of the new audits. are.
4: Go ahead. You can't be hiring 85,000 new agents and expect that it's not going to affect everybody.
2: Right and he did you, did you. And one of the things that jumped out at me that nobody's talking about with, but him is the fact that every democrat voted they had an opportunity to reinforce and and secure the pledge of no new taxes on anybody under $400,000 if they would sign the amendment and they refused something else that jumped out at me that he said was about the barber shops and um it it was the barber shops and who else it was um Restaurants and barbershops. And the reasons why that jumped out at me, Americans, it. A while back, we heard reports about how the IRS was going to be delving into your Venmo accounts and your PayPal accounts. There's a reason for that. That goes in line with this because they they know that there's all these small business owners out there from restaurants doing deliveries and barber shops and hairstylists who sometimes make tips that they don't report or maybe they get they get it. You know, I, I pay my hairdresser via Venmo. I don't know what she does with that transaction, right? So this is this is just uh, my point being that if if you actually are voting Democrat because you think or you're under the belief right now and you're believing Joe Biden that this Inflation Act is going to reduce taxes and reduce inflation, you're you're lying to yourself. Okay. You are the target of these 87,000 IRS agents that are armed.
4: They're being <laughs> drinking the grapefruit or the grape juice. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> That's what's happening. If that's what they believe, then they really are misinformed, and they're probably spoken something that is not good for
2: them. <laughs> All right, fighting meadows. We got to keep it, keep it, keep it a uh, uh, mainstream here. Talking about, All right. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Um, the average person has to spend about five thousand dollars. The average small business has to spend about five thousand dollars in an audit. And right now, these small businesses are struggling. A lot of my you're list
4: being conservative at that.
2: What do you mean? How much more is it? Usually for an audit,
4: it, it's much. I bet you it's higher than that. But you're being nice to say that it's uh, a five thousand dollar charge on an audit. It doesn't take long at four hundred dollars an hour yeah. to catch up to
2: that. Well, yeah, particularly if they're going to go back five years, if they can. I think they can go back up to seven years, and if you're a small business owner, and and small businesses, by the way, goes up to 500 employees. Um, you think of you think about if you're a business owner and you've maybe got 10 employees, or even just five employees, or or, or whatever, and they want to go back seven years through your business records, what that will cost you because you better have some representation. You better have a tax attorney, better have a good CPA. You better have good records and it's going to cost you buku bucks to defend yourself. And think about this number, people. The uh, 236,000 more audits for people making between $75,000 and $200,000. If you're making $75,000 in San Diego, you're barely making ends meet when the average cost of a one bedroom apartment is $2,500. This is just disturbing how they're going after the little guy here. And I don't know if this is an area that you help people with, um, or maybe you have strategies that help people protect their income so that maybe if they're under an audit, maybe um, their assets are protected so that the IRS can't save their assets.
4: The issue is this, is that the people making $75,000 a year... They, it, it, there's really nothing that many people can do to help them save taxes in future because it's pretty much set in concrete. You make this, you get that. And what do they get? They get a W-2. That's the only income they have. Well, no, but there could be Again? small
2: businesses. There are hairdressers are people that are small. They don't get a W-2. There's lots of small businesses that are not, that are, that are, um, that are, that are, um, maybe S corps or LLCs and, 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 I agree. I, yeah. and
4: I'm, I'm talking about those that have a W2. Okay. Okay. Now when you get in small businesses, who do you think is going to be the hardest target on that? The small businesses, that's who they're going to go after because yeah. it takes a lot, all the regulations and everything that for a small business operating in the first place, it's, They got so much to do, and then they got to make sure they're compliant with all the money that comes in, whether it's cash, whether it's tips, whether it's checks, whether it's credit cards, and then make sure that that is put into a good CPA. I hope they have a good CPA or they're really smart on their own. They can do it on their own. But that's the problem it's the small businesses who they're going after. Why? Because they want to protect the big businesses, because the big businesses donate to their campaigns.
2: So if you're a small business owner, and, and we're running past a break here, if you're a small business owner, a lot of times, small business owners will take a loan out from their house, right, a second mortgage, to keep things floating. A lot of people did that during COVID. Their business was shut down; they weren't allowed to operate, but they still have to they still have to pay the lease on their business in hopes that they're going to, you know, be able to to keep their doors open when the COVID restrictions get lifted. So sometimes small business owners have to tap into assets that they own personally to keep the business afloat. And I'm worried about them getting hit with these IRS audits. That you know, the IRS knows these thousands and thousands of pages of code that they can use against somebody who, who thinks they've got a legitimate write-off, now suddenly they're hit with penalties of, of buku bucks and their home could possibly be taken. I mean, do you have, can you, and we don't have time to get into details on this, but are there like strategies where somebody's assets, you can help them make sure that their assets are protected so that if they get hit with an audit, they don't lose their home?
4: There are ways to do that. Yes, there are all kinds of strategies and really they need to keep excellent records in order to prevent an audit destroying them. And that's the first thing I advise people to do, make sure that the person they're doing your books may be an accountant, may not be an accountant, but you better make sure you understand how those books are being run and that they are compliant because if the IRS has time to go into your books and they're not, it's going to be a nightmare. All
2: right. How can people get a hold of you? Because, you know, people need to be thinking bigger picture. People need to be thinking strategies and you need to be doing it in advance before these 87, one of these 87,000 agents comes at you.
4: That's exactly right. 619-548-0965 or email me at Dave, D-A-V-E at my last name, L-Hoff, Elhoff, E-L-H-O-F-F, Dot com and I'll respond to you. Let's have a 15 minute conversation.
2: All right. Dave Elhoff Financial Thought Doctor, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows, hero to all, good friend to a.k. We appreciate you, man. All right. Take it easy. Go for it. All right, my dear. I'm well past the point of a break, but you know I care about my listeners out there, and Dave Elhoff can can possibly help you get get active now, start strategizing now, and take a little break. We're going to come on back. What celebrities took all kinds of buku bucks from from you, the taxpayers, during COVID? ain't Tom Cruise and didn't pay a dime back. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: It'll be here better than before. Okay, yesterday is gone. Yesterday has gone. Okay, it's gone. And listen, full stop, it is gone. Yeah. Yesterday is gone. You want to know what's gone? I'm so glad you played that. What's gone is Three families of dynasties gone. This from Charlie Kirk. After 55 years, January 20th, 2023, will mark the first time since 1967 that no member of the Cheney, Clinton, McCain, or Bush family will hold elected or or appointed office in the federal government of the United States of America. Boom. Boom. Major win for America four families who have dominated american politics for over half a century will no longer be represented in the federal government and she is furious over it so is darth vader dick they are angry they hate you america they absolutely hate you you want to know how much they hate you while they're while they're out spending 700 billion dollars on some, uh, on the Inflation and Tax Expansion Act, killing you. Shelves are empty everywhere. Target actually reported a, I think their profits were down 95% because they had to deep discount. Wow. Because, because, quote, shoppers uh, have changed their buying patterns. In other words, Target, Target has gotten too expensive for the American people and they're going to the dollar store. Target. Target has become too expensive for the American people. While they're doing that, Wait till you hear the celebrities that, quote, borrowed millions of dollars from the U.S. government under the Paycheck Protection Plan during COVID and didn't pay a dime back. Are you ready? Because you might already, you might be supporting some of these celebrities and maybe you need to wise up. This is how much they hate the American people. Because you can, you can only hate, you have to hate Americans. To be doing this to the American people, Reese Witherspoon, her clothing company, Draper James LLC, received $975,000 in the first PPP round to meet payroll and rent. The entire loan has been forgiven. The Legally Blonde star is worth an estimated $400 million. Let me tell you something, lady, you're worth $400 million, and yet you take money from the taxpayers? Shame on you. And why? it wh- How about you? How about these celebrities like her? Who's who? who's she's an actress. OK, you decide you want to go off on a toot and get into the fashion industry and your business goes under for whatever reason. That's on you. Take the loss. Take the loss. You can afford it. You're worth four hundred million dollars. I saw an episode of her where she paid these people to come and organize her her closet of all of her legally out of her home in Tennessee that's worth millions of dollars. What she paid these people to come and organize her closet of all her legally blonde costumes was more than what mo people more people make in a year. I will never watch another re Right now she's got this where the crawdaddy sing movie out in theaters. I'll never watch it. Shame on you, lady. Rapper Jay-Z, one half of supposedly America's um um, some people call them our, our, our royal couple of America, which I never bought because I don't think Beyonce has any talent whatsoever except shaking her butt on stage. Uh, he is associated with two companies that were approved for loans two years ago. Malibu Entertainment is tied to his streaming platform title and received two over two million dollars in order to keep ninety five jobs. I'm no mathematician. But that's a lot of money that they paid people to sit at home. The loan amount was forgiven in its entirety. Jay-Z is worth $1 billion. Yet he took millions of dollars from taxpayers. What an absolute pig you are, man. What about all these mom-and-pop
3: stores that went under because they couldn't afford to stay open?
2: Right. Shutting down... Little taco shops in Chula Vista where people were getting $600 checks and these people are getting millions of dollars. How much is that per person? 200 grand per job at this Malibu Entertainment? His, quote, champagne brand Armand de Brignac Holdings, of which he owns 50%, borrowed 293000 to meet payroll and, reportedly, and was reportedly fully dispersed. It remains unclear if that loan was repaid. Uh Sean Combs Puff Daddy or or P Diddy what I don't know what he's calling himself these days. He has a cable network who knew? Uh Revolt Media and TV LLC. He got almost $200,000, 2 he got 2 million dollars for 134 jobs. That loan was forgiven. Uh Puff Daddy is worth 900 million dollars. Pay it back yourself. Pearl Jam's touring company reportedly had its $630,000 loan forgiven after saving, quote, 28 jobs. Pearl Jam, touring company? When was the last time anybody, I don't even know anybody right now who even remembers besides me, Eddie Vedder. And I, and oh, even I though I was an Eddie Vedder fan, ain't nobody clamoring to go see Pearl Jam in concert. But you know what? Why, touring company, why do they need to be paid to sit around when there's no tour? Write them a check, Eddie Vedder, for a little take-home pay. Write them a little severance for two weeks' pay and send them home. No, the taxpayers get hit with seven hundred grand for that. Oh, it, a gre- oh, Green Day is another one. They got three loans between two companies, Green Day Inc. and Green Day Touring. Oh, now you're
3: going to break my heart.
2: Yeah, the loan. Uh, break your heart.
3: for I'm a Green Day fan.
2: What? What? Okay, you know, their only number one, their only, it wasn't even number one, their only recognizable hit was Don't Want to Be an American Idiot. The American Idiots are the people that are going to continue to support Green Day after they took $500,000 to sit at home to not be able to go on tour.
3: Because my son and I bond over their music, but that just, it disgusts me.
2: Equally disgusting is the pigs called the Kardashian clan. Chloe Kardashian has a denim brand called Good American, and what a good American she is! That she took in a loan of almost a million three to pay for fifty-seven workers, and the full amount was forgiven. Quite the good American. You still watching them Kardashian people? I never did. <laughs> Wise up! I don't either. Um, I'm not. You know, I'll tell you this: Jared Kushner got PPP loans. Why did Jared Kushner get a PPP loan? Paul Pelosi got a PPP loan, Kanye West, Tom Brady. Everybody that didn't need it. Yeah. They're rich because that's what the COVID was about. It was about wealth transfer. It was about destroying the the poor people and the middle class and the small business owners and amassing more wealth to the elites in this country.
3: Like that restaurant that had to shut down their outdoor dining when a Hollywood studio right across the street. Now they were able to do it.
2: Right. The federal loan program is estimated to have cost taxpayers. This is all from Breitbart, by the way. It is estimated to have cost taxpayers nine hundred and fifty-three billion dollars. About fifteen percent, or seventy-six billion of PPP claims were fraudulent. Well, that certainly includes every one of these celebrities who took who took money, and you know that also includes Gavin Newsom. He took he took at least four hundred thousand dollars to keep his Plump Jack winery, his Plump Jack restaurant winery employees paid. Disgusting and absolutely despicable. Speaking of using taxpayers' money for Ill, uh, uh, for uh, paying off the wrong people, it, 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 guess who? Guess who's staying in luxury hotels in New York City? You can't afford right now to go and stay in a five star in New York City, but you're paying for somebody to stay there. Guess who? We'll tell you when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer is San Diego.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Lots of ways for you guys to be a part of the show. You can call in live, 888-344-1170. One question we pose for you tonight is, you guys worried about Michelle Obama? Do you think that she's the one person that could give Trump a run for his money in 2024? 888-344-1170. You know, um, real
3: quickly before you go, you go on, After that last interview, and I'm starting to digest, I'm going to go back and watch the movie, but I'm starting to think maybe she is.
2: Well, they don't really have anybody else. And there's nobody that could really legitimately convince the Democrat Party that they're better than her. And I think the play could be her at the top of the ticket and Newsom as VP. I think that that could see be Newsom the play. doing that too. Here's uh you can also in addition to calling in live 888-344-1170 you can also email me. I've already gotten some emails in at com. Uh here's email. Uh who says there are enough black people out there in love with this supposed to be a woman? <laughs> that will vote for her they have so much baggage they obviously being the obamas they have so much baggage and president trump will melt her into a pile of dust can't wait and this cheney person is delusional what a first class beep uh both of them you know what it's interesting i'm glad i got this email because we just were talking about how charlie kirk said look these these four dynastic families uh, the Clintons, the Cheneys, the Bushes, the McCains, this is the first time since in over 50 years that, you know, uh, we haven't had one of them in power. Well, you know, this would be kind of a startup of another dynasty in the form of Obama's. And I think that's one more thing that could go against her is that the American people are tired of this this kind of situation, entrenched uh, dynasties types of situations. Um Got another email um, that about Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama sounds like another version of hillary clinton yeah they 've they've, they've tried to to craft her image um, to not have that be obvious, and that 's why it 's important to have Uh, to watch Joel Joel Gilbert's movie because he says that they tried when she when she let the cat out of the bag in 2008. This is the first time I'm proud of my country. um, The backlash was so strong that they told Michelle Obama, we can't let you be perceived as a Hillary.
3: I I see the similarity, but I do think just giving some commentary that uh, Michelle is a much stronger candidate than Hillary.
2: Oh, no question. Absolutely. No question. Hillary's
3: uh, just flat out not likable in any way.
2: Uh I don't I I don't think Michelle Obama is either really. Um, but if they can when like when I watch the movie Becoming, she's not when you get to see who she really is. That's why they've controlled her message. You know, if if you watch these these scenes of her, she can only contain who she is in really quick little bites. And as long as they're able to do that, she can be she can come across as likable um, you know who's really likable is that Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana. Yeah,
3: he's just becoming. Yeah, he's not perfect, but every time he opens his mouth, I love what he has to say.
2: Look, I come from the South. We love wordsmithing. You know, we love we love a clever turn of a phrase. Um, we also love crazy people in the South. Um, there's an old saying that we don't ask, "Do you have a crazy person in the family?" We say, "Who in your family's crazy?" And why are you hiding them? Bring them out and sit them out on the front porch I want with them us. In my have family it, and have some tea, okay? Um, and Senator Kennedy reminds me of some crazy family members <laughs> of 100%. mine and people in my family who know how to turn a phrase. And this is a, a clip that you picked of him, uh, which I absolutely love. And he's talking about Joe Biden. Clip eight.
4: Uh, I don't think the American people hate President Biden. I certainly don't. But I think a majority of the voters in our country at this juncture think he would be he would be better off selling cafeters on <laughs> late night
2: TV than serving as president of <laughs> the United States.
3: And those are just the facts. I- just the facts.
2: I don't know. I don't even know if he could sell catheters. But you know what? You know, when pe- when it's three in the morning and people are kind of bleary-eyed, maybe... I'll take one. Just go away. Maybe some... Yeah, just, just to get him off the TV, maybe somebody would buy a catheter. Quickly, before we have to take a break, Troy from San Diego's on the line. Hello, dear Troy.
1: Hello. Hey, uh, Doc. You said earlier you had somebody on... I think it was actually you were talking about, like, we're in a Civil War type thing. Yeah. Yes, we are. Okay? We're already at that. Point. And you know how radical I am on this specific idea.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
1: my I don't know, I don't know point. Troy, let me is, interject.
2: I actually think that you're you're actually a lot more mainstream and I think that's why the Liz Cheney's are so upset right now because they know that you're that there's millions of people who share your view. Carry on though.
1: Okay, you might be right. But my point is is that I do want to see somebody succeed from the union of it. Here's why I say that: the left cannot survive without the right. Our money keeps them afloat. Mm, Good point. So, uh, you know, and and that's why they're trying to get us to conform, you know, under under their thumb. Okay. Now, one thing about the whole thing with the uh, IRS agent. But I'm going to leave you, leave you with a little ray of hope about. Okay. Everybody hates the IRS. Okay. The Democrats hate the IRS. It could be a lot harder to get those agents than what we
2: think. I don't know, Troy. Don't There's think... go Google this because I'm up against a break. You will see okay. if you Google all the uh, representative. Thomas Massey has been tweeting out videos and images of the IRS agents being trained on how to use firearms, and so they've already got lots of applicants and lots of new hires. And but you're right about they can't survive. Yeah, they can't survive without the right, even though they're in the process of destroying the right, shutting down small businesses are the lifeblood of our economy, and most small Uh business owners are, are are conservative because you're a Democrat until you have to start paying taxes and running a business, right? And then you understand. The realities of the economy. They've done a lot of damage with the COVID shutdowns in the small business. These 87,000 IRS agents are going to go after small business owners because they want to amass all the power with the lefty elites in this country. Troy, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. That's a good point about succession and, and national divorce. Uh, they need our money, right? Um, we're going to take a break. We come back. More Andrew K. Show on the other side of the break. Do you have a comment? 888 344 1170.
0: You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw that yeah, video. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who this dude was. Some prime minister or somebody out of some Toronto or somewhere. Florida a <laughs> I'm in the middle of a press conference.
3: Breathe, breathe. <laughs>
2: it was the funniest thing ever. It
3: was really funny. He, t- he takes a drink of water and actually got stung by a... I think he got stung by a I don't bee think I he got
2: stung, but he was just he swallowed it. He swallowed the bee. It's like if a bee comes... I don't know if he's... I think he swallowed it before I think he realized what it was. <laughs>
3: Oh, I am protein. Uh,
2: I sound so mean laughing about that, but you know what? This is this is the kind of thing, by the way, that I would laugh at myself for. Hey, the left probably
3: happy that he's eating bugs and not meat.
2: <laughs> Look, you remember when the fly landed on Mike Pence's head? I do. I laughed. About- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I laughed my butt off about that. You know, I, this is my kind of humor, right? I love comedians that do stand up about everyday Americans, about all the kind of stuff we all face. Like Ellen DeGeneres was, did some of the best stand up comedy. Oh, she was good. About Americans doing stuff. Like she did this whole skit about what Americans do when they trip as they're walking along. And we've all done that. Like you, you, you know, you, you, Take a misstep. You take a misstep and you trip, and she's like, she, like, there's people that like break into a jog. Like, hey, they, like, they weren't really tripping. They were just actually starting to jog in, you know, a suit, right? Um, it, 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 She just, it's like human things that that are like a part of life that we all go through, embarrassing moments and things that happen to us, right? Bill Cosby used to do good stand up about that. He Like, going and to the that dentist. That type of
3: comedy is great because they never have to curse.
2: I mean, because we've all had these moments that are embarrassing to us where dumb stuff happens and we, you know, we're embarrassed. Like, you know, we, (laughs) one of my old friends that I worked with at Xerox, we all went, we were going to a a work party and they all wanted to go eat sushi beforehand. And I don't like sushi. Okay. I don't eat sushi. Yeah, I know you don't. So, uh, (laughs) we all. We go to the party later on, and Kathy, her name was Kathy but we called her Mitt. So we're all in there, um, me and Jan Perrin, who we called Peach. Me and Mitt and Peej are in the, and they're in the restroom, you know, touching up our faces. And she, <laughs> she, she looks in the mirror, and then she looks right over at me, and she goes, How long has it been there? <laughs> the spinach in her teeth.
3: Oh, no. And
2: I said, since sushi... I just—we just admitted we knew it was there. We didn't say anything to her about it. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. But, you know, stuff happens in life, right? I was kind of mad they—they sh- they made me go eat sushi when I don't eat sushi. So you know what? You, you got to go. With the, you with can the deal with. You can deal with some seaweed in your teeth with for seaweed, two yeah. hours in front of the cute boys at the party. This is what you get for making no me. No wonder eat sushi. you didn't get numbers. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. How did I go off on this? Oh, trip?
3: the uh, the bee.
2: Oh, my gosh. You know, life happens. You know, and if you can't laugh at yourself and have a laugh, you know, we all... Taking yourself way too seriously. Yeah, exactly. Right? Lighten up, Liz Cheney. You got You're worth $30 million. And the people, the rubes that you've lied to, that you've lorded over in Wyoming... They wised up. You know, they wised up to you. And these are hardworking people out there, right? So, you know... Laugh at yourself. Because
3: Lincoln, you are not.
2: Right. Um, speaking of Mike Pence on a serious tip, he was asked today uh, at somewhere if he would testify before the January 6th. And, and, and this almost came across to me as though it was a planted question. Because he, he, it's it's almost as though he's volunteering to go. I agree. On the heels of, he's looking like, like all the rest of the Never Trumpers, all the rest of the establishment uh, uniparty system. They're looking at all these wins Trump is amassing everywhere. He was never and on Trump's side. He, no, he was never MAGA. He should have never been picked to be VP. So here is what he said when asked if he would testify before January six.
0: If there was an invitation to participate, I would consider it. Any invitation to be directed to me, I would have to reflect on the the unique role that I was serving in as vice president. Um, be unprecedented in history for a vice president to be summoned to testify on Capitol Hill. But I, as I said, I don't want to prejudge.
2: If I was to receive an invitation to participate, like, you know, invitation to participate. First of all, that's so off kilter from what this this commission and this hearing is all about right you know he's 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 putting on this phony i'm a gentleman routine and i'm mr class act let me ponder whether or not i would receive and like he's like he's you know it it's it's overly genteel and a in a dis genuineness when he
3: knows darn well he wants to throw trump completely under the bus he's
2: desperate to get in front of the january 6th and he thinks he's so so uh smooth such a genteel smooth operator that we don't see through what's going on here some of the people who have been railroaded in january 6th have been railroaded specifically because of mike pence and his whereabouts that day for which he has not been honest he is a Already participating in the denial of constitutional rights and the weaponization and the criminalizing of political belief and opinion in this country, he is right there with Liz Cheney, who would love nothing more than 75 million MAGA voters to be completely squashed. They want all of us in the gulag. They want all of us to have to be put through what's going on in these courts, or like Mao's struggle sessions that were that were done by Mao's red. You're not being metaphorical. No, not at all. These are struggle sessions. We're going to persecute you and make you miserable enough until you until you denounce a political belief, until you start parroting the state's narrative. And it, it, I mean, to think that you're not allowed to question the outcome of an election, but only if you're MAGA. We ain't putting up with it. Our heels are dug in. MAGA ain't going away. You are. That goes for you, Mike Pence, as well as little Liz Lincoln-Cheney. We'll be back, though, tomorrow night, 6 p.m.,